I have my own style, I kind of, and I bring that over to each and every sport. So it's mm-hmm. it's not like because I'm shooting skateboarding, I'm going to shoot a different way than I shoot uh, BMX or, or shoot a different way than I shoot moto. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it's really all kind of connected and all together. And that I just I really want to tell the story one of like the mm-hmm. athletes show the best action and show the peak of the action, um, and okay. then it comes down to. The, the layout of the park really like where can I go how big is the park what can I do mm-hmm. in the setting and I, I won't know until I get there so you know finding that okay. that money shot anticipating that well I'll be lucky in that I get to go to the practice um, for the first couple of days before the event so I'll be able right. to see what the athletes are working on where is the biggest hit where is the easiest shot and stuff like that so I will have a bit of an advantage there uh, over any photographers who just come to cover the event uh, itself welcome back you're listening to the real issues real voices real japan podcast by japan forward here at japan forward we bring to our audience issues that are of real importance in and about japan from the perspective and context of people inside of japan as expressed or captured by them who truly understand the nuances of culture issues and current events in today's session, we're joined by Jason Haleko, a professional action photographer. He contributes to Japan Forward regularly, and he writes the column of Photographer's Notes, which retells his recent photo shoots, uh, great photography tips, and equipment reviews. Today, we talk about his new Nikon Z9 camera. Also, we talk about the upcoming X Games Chiba event, for which he'll be the official photographer for. Alright, so everybody, thank you for joining us again for our weekly tour space. Every week we're seeing more people join us for this live conversation and appreciate it very much. Before we get started, let us introduce ourselves. Right, Asan, would you like to do the honors? Thanks, Galileo. For anybody familiar with us, we started Japan Forward in 2017 with a goal to reach global audiences, sharing our stories, opinions, and editorial contents from Japan. Our mission shared by our supporters and followers is to raise awareness of Japanese spirit, culture, and tradition. Matsu-san, thank you for that. And now let's introduce some of our editorial staff who are in the Twitter Spaces call today. So maybe beginning with you, our editor-in-chief and one of the founding members, Naito-san. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, me? Again? Yes, please. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks <laughs> once again. Well, uh, I've already read the, my statement. Uh, well, uh, I work for uh, the Sankei Shimpan journalist for two, uh, well, almost uh, 30 years. And now I'm running this uh, together with our teams. And uh, this is an exciting project. So join us. Thank you. Thank you, Naito-san. Next, how about Suna? Well, hi, Jason. I'm really happy to um, talk to you in, uh, live, so to speak, rather than just over the internet. <laughs> Uh, in our usual communications. I'm the senior editor for Japan Forward. I am an American lawyer uh, who found myself in Japan uh, and absolutely love working with everybody that contributes uh, to our pages and uh, also working with some of our readers uh, to, you know, expand content or change uh, angles or whatever. Uh, And Jason is one of our most delightful (laughs) contributors. He, uh, his professional background and his ability to take a subject and make beautiful images out of it just is astounding to me. And uh, I I always smile and it's always like, you know, my, my present to myself at the end of the day to deal with his articles. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to today. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thanks, Susan. How about Ed? Are you able to speak? His mic is off. 
maybe we can come back to it later. How about Ariel? Hi, Jason. Um, yeah, I'm also a huge fan of your columns. Uh, I always get like a lot of technical and uh, creative from that. Um, but uh, yeah, I am a journalist at Japan Forward. I've been working as a journalist since uh, uh, 2018. Um, and I started covering a lot of culture, but then I sort of moved a bit more towards economics, politics, but, you know, a little bit of everything. So, yeah, exciting to be talking about, um, you know, what Jason's work and just in general, what the content that we can bring to Japan forward. All right. Thanks. I looks like Ed is ready to speak. Ed? Hello, uh, everybody. Well, good afternoon. Uh, my name is Ed O'Devin. I'm the sports editor at Japan Forward. I've been with the company almost two years now. The time has been flying by. Wow. And uh, we've been adding new new co new contributors and uh, more more content. It's been exciting and uh, interesting. Uh, I'm also from the United States, like Susan, and um, been been a journalist for more than 20 years. It's a passion and something I love to do. Thanks, Ed. And lastly, I'm Galileo, and I'll be your host slash moderator for today. And have the pleasure to introduce our guest, who is Jason. And Jason one of our uh, most active contributors to Japan Ford. He's an action photographer for various brands, working with many local and international organizations, including Red Bull, G-Shock, Nikon, Oakley, New Era, just to name a few. He's lived in and worked in Japan for over 15 years. When he's not snapping somersaults, head spins, kickflips, or death-defying human acts of entertainment in an event space somewhere in Japan, Jason is probably relaxing at the beach near his home in Kanagawa, <laughs> the way he should be. So as I mentioned, he's one of the most active, um, one of the most active contributors to Japan Forward. He has uh, about 30 articles wow. now, <laughs> first published since 2018. So beyond, so the name of the column is called A Photographer's Notes. You'll see photos and videos. And we're so thankful for your, for your content and happy to have you as our guest, Jason. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be able to contribute to you guys. I'm uh, really enjoying actually writing yeah. the articles and that. So thank you very much for having me. Yeah, so Jason, let's get into it. So you recently published a piece about your new Nikon Z9, which took almost half a year since you pre-ordered it. And you wrote that it was like out of nowhere, it finally arrived. You say that you had the Nikon D5 for over five years, and now you've made a switch to a mirrorless body. How's that going so far? Are you noticing anything different to your previous DSLR? Uh, well, yeah, so I uh, finally got my Nikon Z9. Yeah, like you said, I pre-ordered it, and I was told it would take six or, or half a year or so to get to me. Heard a lot of people online saying the same thing, and so I wasn't really expecting to get it even before summer. And then I got an email the other day, and they're just like, yeah, you know, kind of make sure your home is going to arrive. So it was like or a little bit of a late Christmas, so it was great. Um, and yeah, it's my first time using uh, a what they call a mirrorless camera. So it's been interesting. Um, just kind of the main differences with the Nikon Z9 over my D5 would be like, it doesn't have a mechanical shutter. So there's no actual yeah. mechanical shutter in the camera. Uh, and that's kind of what makes the big the shutter sound you get when you're taking a photo, the ka-chunk, ka-chunk sound. Um, which I love. I used to love the sound of my D5, but uh, the Z9 you can actually change to a silent shutter. So this is something new for me too. So uh, when I'm out shooting in the street, and that you have you make no sound at all. Um, it's really nice because sometimes I'll be shooting with video crews and they're kind of worried about this camera. So that helps that, and I can just shoot much quicker. Um, and with no uh, mechanical shutter, it's actually called a digital shutter now. You can get like 120 frames per second with lower size JPEGs, which I've been playing with, and it is insane. It's you get so many photos, it's crazy. But uh, 
you know, if you're in a situation where it's a, you have one chance to get a picture of a real famous person and you just need images for web or even for print, it should be okay. Uh, it could be a lifesaver. Just blow off literally a thousand images in 10 seconds. And you've got to have one that's got the right, what you need, I think, I would hope. <laughs> have you, have you, I guess you're yet to use that feature um, at an event. I haven't used it at an event, uh, but I have been playing it with it just in my own personal shooting. So I actually made, um, I took one of my friends doing a really hard BMX trick and I made a video of it and it made a, a YouTube short. Just, uh, just yeah, oh, wow. it's kind of cool. It's like super slow motion. It looks really neat. Yeah, imagine. Oh, yeah, I wanted to ask, when mirrorless cameras first entered the market, a common pain for photographers was that lenses were not interchangeable. So knowing that you have a substantial amount of lenses for your dudes, has this affected you in any way somehow? Well, yeah. So like the Lara Nikons, I think they're called an F-mount. So I have about five or six F-mount uh, lenses, which I've bought over the years. And now with the Z-mount, uh, like you said, you know, it's a totally different lens system. But the great thing with the, the Z uh, series that Nikon's done is they have a really good adapter. So I can actually use 90% of my f-mount lenses on my nikon uh z9 so you know even if just the camera and the adapter show up i'm good to go and i can work um there are a few of the lenses that don't work with it because they don't have the autofocus in the lens so the older ones but nine out of ten of my lenses it works great and uh, i did pick up a new z series lens in 85 mil uh 1.8 which i actually you guys just have the article for that uh soon i think yeah so that'll be up soon. Um, and it's great. The, the Z lenses are amazing. They're really good. Yeah. Um, last time we spoke uh, in the podcast that we did, uh, I think we touched on, on, you know, the DSLR versus mirrorless debate, right? And uh, I think there was some discussion on how, you know, there was some worry, like people in the sector saying, how far can the mirrorless go, like to be used professionally as opposed to just for amateurs. So as a photographer, how do you think the debate has changed recently? Like, do you have any predictions for how these cameras can be used in the future? Well, yeah, like the, the initial mirrorless cameras that came out, I think with Sony and that, I used a few for work and they were not that great. They were kind of like uh, not the best cameras that I'd ever used. But now, like literally the Z9 is the best camera I think out there is what people are saying, like out of all brands. Um, and at the very least, it's the best Nikon camera ever made, uh, mirrorless or not. So I think that yeah. debate is um, just the performance of the cameras that have been coming out now. It's shut up a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, with a lot of new technology, people are just afraid to move on for what they've been using for the last 20 years. And like, you know, when digital cameras mm -hmm. first came out, film shooters were like, no, no, digital never be good enough to use for a professional mm -hmm. setting. And now like you could, you would never see a person shooting Well, you might, but out of 10,000 people shooting at an event, there'd be maybe like one person shooting with film just because they want to be retro or something. But um, so mm -hmm. that, that argument ended. And then, uh, yeah, now it's mirrorless versus DSLR. Well, Sony and Canon and now Nikon and everyone has amazing mirrorless cameras. So that's just uh, it's a non-issue now. It's like, Really, like there's there's nothing I can't do with my mirrorless that I could have done with my with my D5, and it's actually the opposite now. There's more that I can do with the mirrorless than I my DSLR. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I have a different question, Jason. This is Susan hey. talking, um, and. You know, I, I think you've what you just said about your your endorsement of this camera is like the <laughs> yeah. best. Uh, that's a, that's a really uh, totally amazing. I, I 
uh, your article came on it came out on February 27th, and uh, and it struck me that you really liked it. I've read all of your other reviews of the cameras that we've published, and um, you know they they all had good points, but none of them really wanted to you. You didn't really feel like you were compelled to say I, I got to have mm-hmm. this one, and um, and this one you sure did. But the point in it that really um, took me aback, I suppose, is the uh, the fold out lens and. As I was reading about all these great points and how many pictures you can take per second and all that, uh, I, I, when I got to this fold-out lens part, I imagined you twisting into a pretzel and taking pictures from all different angles. And you know, I, I'm a, just astounded at the amount of uh, physical effort that's required <laughs> of a photographer, you know, a sports action, um, action sports photographer. And I'd really like to hear you talk about it. But before you do that, I also have a, just a brief comment. <laughs> Um, your color choice on February 27th for the clothing your son was wearing was stunning. <laughs> That's all my wife. Uh, <laughs> she picks up the clothes for him. But no, I, I agree. Well, he's a good looking well, little boy. So. He's a good looking little boy. But that uh, blue and yellow um, uh, jacket that he was wearing was uh, was like a real, you know, how did Jason know this? <laughs> well, yeah, there's that. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, side point, I am Ukrainian as well. So that's just that. But uh yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah. So like with the fold out LCD screen on the uh, the Z9. So I've never had a camera with that. And uh, with my shooting, if you've ever, someone might have seen me at an event somewhere, I'm often laying on the ground. Um, and this is not because I'm lazy or I didn't get enough sleep the other night. Um, it's just that I, I'm a tall person. I'm 180, 680 centimeters tall. Um, and I find that just taking when I'm just standing are very boring because it's the same view I'm, I'm obviously seeing all the time when I just have my eyes open and walking down the street. Uh, and I find that quite boring. So what I like to do is low, especially lower than the person's uh, viewpoint that I'm shooting. Uh, and so for things like, say, a breakdance competition as well, when people are uh, spinning up and upside down and spinning around and their heads down, I really love their faces in the shot. So I lay down even lower than they are and try to get images that way. And you're right, like there's times where I am a pretzel on the ground and just in the weirdest position. And, you know, all of us action sports photographers have bad backs and it's just, uh, it makes for uh, well, it makes for fun shooting, but it's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's rough some days, but, uh, now with this fold out screen, I won't have to lay in questionable puddles and other things I find when I'm out in the street. So it'll be a little bit easier on me, I think. Well, I'll be monitoring your new photos with this camera to see if they're as good as the old ones when you twist it into a pencil. But uh, it struck me that for people like me that don't really want to get on the ground and take Mm. pictures, um, you know, that even casual photographers should maybe be thinking about this as something that is actually a functional uh, improvement. Yeah, for sure. Like um, one thing I always mention to beginners uh, when they come to, say, a workshop I do or anything like that is always try to get angles that you don't see normally. So like I said, you know, just standing and taking a shot, it's a snapshot. You know, there's times where you get a good photo that way. But, you know, getting above the action or getting below the action or, uh, you know, moving yourself up and down with your body, raising your arms up in the air or like, you know, putting the camera on the ground. You know, even if it's an iPhone, if you have a a cellular phone and there's a puddle on the ground and you flip your phone upside down so the, the lens is like right against the water almost and play with the reflections you can get amazing photos with that um but you'll never see that unless you get really to the ground um and sometimes just being above the action and sticking your arm over a balcony and getting something straight from above is really cool too uh i think a lot of times what people see in action sports that makes a really good photo is not only just the action but also a photo from an angle you've never seen or never expect to see um like i've been shooting on the ground and have a mountain bikers like crashing or flying over me and uh it's or like breakdancers almost kick me in the head and it's it's pretty crazy but uh it's always a lot of fun and uh yeah always just try to get an angle that 
you don't see every day and you'll, it'll make your photo that much more interesting. Well, I, I feel like your, um, your column is a photographer's notes. And I always feel like I'm getting a lesson when I read you. And boy, today listening to you, that's how I feel too. What great advice. Oh, yeah. No, like my, in the stuff I write for you guys too, um, I always want to add points for people who pick up when they're learning about photography. So yeah, thank you. I'm glad that's working. Okay, so on that note, and thanks for bringing up um, the topic of um, Shinya events, um, Susan. Uh, we'd like to talk about the, the X Games, which is coming up. And I know Jason, you said you'll be you'll, you'll be shooting for that. Uh, that yes, way. as far as uh, the schedule goes, and at this moment in time, I will be uh, there for for sure. Can't wait. Yeah, the, the details were officially revealed um, earlier. This yep. week, February 28th, Monday, yeah. looks like a lot of the top athletes who were at the Tokyo Olympics last year will be making making an appearance and competing for that gold medal glory. It's going to be exciting for everyone, Japan, the city of Chiba, fans, brands, athletes, and so on. Um, so out of the three main events, skateboarding, BMX, and Model X, which one are you looking forward to the most? Well, that's really hard. Um, in BMX, for example, there's about two or three different categories, and one of them is Flatland BMX. And out of the 10 athletes coming, I could honestly say that nine of them are my friends. <laughs> nine of them are... And I've, I've met a couple yeah, of them Yeah, yeah, really, just full out my friends, so that's <laughs> going to be amazing. Uh, the Moto X I shot for so many years, so that'll be really cool. Uh, skateboarding is like I don't get to shoot as much as I like and the athletes are amazing um, Sakura-chan she's uh, one of my friends she won gold last year at the Olympics she'll be there which is just you know she's super good energy like always just good vibes so I think like I, it's hard I can't just pick one that I absolutely I can't pick one it's impossible this could be crazy you, you mentioned, uh, you know, all these athletes that you know. And uh, I mean, I understand that it's a huge deal that the X Games are taking place in Japan at all, right? Because it's the first time that this is uh, in mm -hmm. Japan. Could you tell us a little bit more about what the athletes are saying and thinking and, uh, you know, leading up to the event? I mean, I'm sure everybody's really excited. But... Yeah, so one thing that maybe people in Japan especially don't understand about the X Games is that, yeah, the X Games has been around way longer than uh like the Olympic skateboarding and that sort of thing. Not only just came around recently, but the X Games has been going like 15, 20 years in the States now. So to be able to participate in the X Games, you actually have to be invited. Um, it doesn't matter how good you are, how many gold medals you've got from the Olympics and that. Uh, it's not a point thing. You have to be invited. So once all the athletes were announced, then everyone's like super excited. You could see it totally on social media, like who's going to be there and like, oh, I could go. And, you know, so there was a, there was a lot of really good positive response. And uh, on top of that, you know, people love coming to Japan. Um, a lot of these athletes uh, are really like love coming here. Uh, they, they always have a good time. The Japanese staff always mm -hmm. put on great events. So uh, there's just, it's a lot of like, good vibes, a lot of hype, a lot of excitement about what's going on. So it's uh, it's really great to see the athletes so excited about it happening. Mm -hmm. And I guess it will also be like some of the, uh, you know, popularity after the Olympics will bring a lot of attention to the games as well. Like. Well, yeah, like um, the uh, on Monday when we had the press release, which I was there shooting, um, there was like 30, 40 different uh, press there. So that was pretty interesting to mm -hmm. see. Um, as these sports become more connected to the Olympics, then, you know, Japan, it's very mm -hmm. strong Olympic connection. So there will be more and more media uh, presence and more media response for sure. It's really exciting to see uh, finally here in Japan as well. Jason, you, you touched upon some of the um, your approaches to to shooting photography, uh, general photography, but also sports photography, talking about angles and looking up and down and maybe laying down unconventional posture, that kind of thing. Um, 
But more specifically, my question, my first part of my question deals with that. And what basic similarities and differences are there, or maybe you expect there to be, and how you approach, um, you know, shooting snow, uh, skateboarding, BMX, and Moto X? So with action sports photography, like especially myself, um, every, like I have my own style, I kind of, and I bring that over to each and every sport. So it's... Mm-hmm. It's not like because I'm shooting skateboarding, I'm going to shoot a different way than I shoot uh, BMX or, or shoot a different way than I shoot moto. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's it's really all kind of connected and all together. And that I just I really want to tell the story one of like the athletes mm-hmm. show the best action and show the peak of the action. Um, and okay. then it comes down to the the layout of the park, really. Like, where can I go? How big is the park? What can I do mm-hmm. in the setting? And I, I won't know until I get there. So, you know, finding that, okay. that money shot, anticipating that. Well, I'll be lucky in that I get to go to the practice um, for the first couple of days before the event. So I'll be able right. to see what the athletes are working on. Where is the biggest hit? Where is the easiest shot? And stuff like that. So I will have a bit of an advantage there. Uh, over any photographers who just come to cover the event uh, itself. So those practices are kind of like your rehearsal as well, where you're able to experiment and, you know, find ways to use your camera angle or, you know, the anticipation of where the money shot might be. hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, that's where I goof around and that's where I get all the, like the really, really creative shots uh, where I can, uh, mm-hmm. I can, I'm allowed to make a mistake and miss a, a moment. Um, and so mm-hmm. you get those kind of shots during those times, during the qualifiers and all that stuff. And then when it comes down to the final, you're like, okay, what, like as a, as an event photographer, you're like, okay, what brand do I need to have in the background of my image? What, what are the key visuals that I need to have in this winning shot? And then you work on the angle from there. So uh, it's slowly, you get put into that one position where you need to be at the end. And then everything else before that, you're playing and having fun and just uh, experimenting and being creative. At, at a typical event like like the X Games, are you are you sort of boxed in like uh, like a one foot area, or how much movement can you do like on the sideline or you know in a reserved seating, reserved standing area? So what I usually do, like say at the Red Bull events that I've shot in the past, the ones um, as I am the official quote unquote official photographer, I can go anywhere mm-hmm. other than where it would be dangerous for me or athletes. So like I can't actually like go into the course, which sometimes I can though depending on the event. Um, so okay. I can go basically anywhere I want, as long as it's not in like going to get into anybody's way. So uh, unfortunately though, as media shows up and more and more media shows up, they can't have like 20 mm-hmm. people inside the skate park. Like that, that's just right. not possible. Like you'll have like one or two of us in there. Um, so those media people will be like, this is media section A, B, C, you shoot uh, there and do the best you can. And you know, this is the same for the Olympics and all that kind of stuff. Like just cause there's so many people there, they have to control it. I've been to events where it wasn't controlled and it gets scary. Like <laughs> you got a, a motorbike, <laughs> motorbike jumping and stuff, and you got someone popping up on the landing, and they don't know where they are, and the athletes don't right. know them. Then it's like it's you know call an ambulance time. Uh, so luckily, a lot of the athletes know me, so they understand. Like okay, Jason's yeah. there. He understands that if I'm coming, he'll get out of the way, or you know, make you make eye contact with athletes and stuff like that. So it's it's fun. It's hectic. It's crazy. Uh, it's really hectic. <laughs> <laughs> Just a quick point of clarification. Uh, you were mentioning the history of the X Games. Uh, you said 15 or 20 years ago, but actually the first X Games were 1995, so almost 30 years yeah, now. Yeah, you make me feel old. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy because I remember you know uh, one of the main 
famous stories from X Games in the past is uh, Tony Hawk doing the first 900 on a half pipe. But I remember seeing that live on TV, and that seems like it was like eons ago. But yeah, it's it's a lot of history there. There is a lot. If you get into it, the, the history of the X Games is crazy. A lot of amazing stories and athletes and people just you know getting slammed and getting back up and winning gold. And it's it's really inspir- a lot of inspirational stories out there for that. Thank you very much. Well, um, you were talking about telling the story of the athlete, and that's really, I think, what you do uh, both at, at these big events, but also when you've just done, um, sort of gone out with, uh, you call them friends, <laughs> uh, these uh, action athletes that are just amazing, and you've, you've taken their pictures, and I do feel like telling their story, but you're also giving us portraits of them. And, um, and you talked also about wanting to go into portrait photography. So I, I'm wondering, you know, what's the difference between action photography, where you're telling to trying to tell the story of the athlete and, uh, you know, portrait photography where you're taking the picture of your family or somebody else or, uh, you know, some other famous figure or something. That's a really good, hard question. Um, you know, I think anytime you're taking a picture of a person, no matter what the situation or in their environment, and it's just basically a person, that's a portrait, in my opinion. Um, even if it's a snapshot, uh, I think really like, like what I I want to tell the story of this person as an individual, as an athlete, the the risks they're taking and things like that. But a lot of the times when you're watching these sports, they're wearing a helmet. Uh, you can't see their face. You're too far away. So like when I'm at these events and I can get in closer to the athletes and take these candid portraits that you could call them or like just taking these snaps of people here and there. Uh, I really like to show that human aspect of the athletes as well. Like when I shot uh, FMX, um, I would just be hanging out with the, the riders the whole time and I would post all my photos up on my website and I could see how many photos each photo was getting, was getting viewed and you'd be surprised, but like it was the photos of these athletes in their own environment, in their natural settings, these like natural environmental portraits I would take that people really wanted to see. So, uh, you know, like I think a, a portrait is a portrait. I don't, I'm not, I can't answer like the difference between of like an athlete portrait or a, a model portrait or like a portrait of a CEO or anything like that. You're still, you're always trying to capture a natural uh, image of the person and showing who they are. Uh, from the, like who they are really as a person, um, which is, can be really difficult. A lot of people aren't used to getting photographed. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's something I need to, well, I want to get better at and strive towards and use those skills that I've picked up in action sports and bring that, that kind of cool factor and interesting angles and stuff like that into more different kind of portrait photography too. So it's uh, I, I kind of feel when I'm looking at your action, um, action sports figures, your, your <laughs> friends that you're doing uh, these uh, these photographs off at Jingle Mai or up in Hokkaido or, you know, different places that you've done it. Um, I feel like I'm I'm looking at this person and their like happiest element. <laughs> you, you bring this sort of sense of, of happiness out of them or something. And uh, I, I, I just really enjoy that. And it just made me about the difference. Well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big dork when I'm shooting. <laughs> uh, I'm always trying to have fun. Uh, I really... And that kind of becomes kind of infectious with the people I shoot with, um, you know, and it's a good way to make them relaxed and uh, bring out the natural smile. You know, like the first 10, 15 photos you take of someone, you're telling them to smile. It never, it never works. They never give you that <laughs> smile that, and then, you know, you stop shooting for five seconds and you say a joke and then they laugh and you're like, that smile, just do it again. And then it changes again. And it's such a, uh, yeah, it's hard to get people <laughs> to naturally smile. But uh, I found over the years that I just become a big dork and uh, just say whatever comes to my mind and just make, make, and have fun. And out of like everyone I've ever worked with, um, even some of the, like the, you know, people who are nine times world champions and stuff like that, uh, it works. It seems to work. And, uh, 
you know, I, I personally don't uh, look up people before I shoot them. Um, I don't want to know how amazing they are or how famous they are so that I can meet them and just be natural and not have that nervousness of meeting like Michael Jordan or something like that. Um, you know, like I, I've been nervous a few times with uh, some people I've shot, but uh, I try not to make it a thing. I just try to be like as goofy and natural as I can. So hopefully, you know, that comes out in the photos when people are comfortable with you uh, and, and uh, enjoying the shoot as much as you are. Amazing. <laughs> um, are there any athletes that, for example, even in the coming X Games that you're looking forward to shooting maybe for the first time? Or, um, uh, you know, obviously in this case, maybe you know that how famous they are in some, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think for the X Games this time, uh, like this will be, as a global scale, this will be the biggest event that I'll be uh, shooting, I think, mm -hmm. in my career. Um, wow. so there's, I'm nervous in that, you know, there's like, there's like the <laughs> pressure to perform as a photographer, to not forget your memory mm -hmm. cards, to remember to charge your camera. Oh my God, yeah. um, Cause I, I literally made every mistake possible, uh, in the last 20 years of doing photography. Um, but I think like one thing I do have an advantage over say someone who's just showing up for the media is that I know a lot of the Japanese writers and I know a lot of the uh, international writers as friends in different sports. And I think one thing I've noticed in the past is if, if you're friends with somebody that's in the scene and other people in the mm -hmm. scene see you just chatting with them and they're friendly and happy to see you, then instantly there's like a, a barrier just gone. And and like the other writers mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, this guy's cool. Like he's, he's, he's friends with uh, Taka. Like I went to um, Spain for the Red Bull X Fighters many years ago. And uh, one of my friends there, uh, Ego Sato, he's a old friend of mine. Uh, he was a writer. And I went into the pit with all the other writers in that. And the photographers, there we're like oh you know we're the only people who can take pictures of the riders because we've known them for so long and the riders are nervous about everybody else i was like yeah, okay whatever i'm just gonna go in and say hi to ego and so i started talking to ego and then the other guys come up and they start chatting to me and like all of a sudden i'm best friends with like you know 10 of the best moto x riders in the world <laughs> so like i'm gonna be nervous i'm sure with at the beginning but once i start talking to these people and being them as as individuals i think it'll be better and then as they see me in, on shooting and they and i see them every day it'll just the, those barriers will be hopefully just gone and you know if, if they're not then they're just a jerk and it's not my fault so <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're right. all awesome um, I, I've, you, got, you, I've got a quick i'm um, sorry go ahead <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> no, sorry. You because I, this just came to mind when you were mentioning about just chatting to people and so on. Something that I think a lot of people notice, especially when uh, skateboarding in the Olympics, is that I think a lot of people were moved by how friendly the environment seems. Yeah. Um, do you do you think that that's like a thing in general in all of these action sports? So what's your take? I think in general, yes. Um, these guys, mm -hmm. it's an individual sport for the most part, and these guys and girls mm -hmm. are out there literally risking their lives um you know in skateboarding you go down a hand you do all the up go down a handrail backwards and you catch your board and you can flan in your back of your head there's not a whole lot that mm -hmm. can happen uh for you other than like pain you know you got a helmet on but people are breaking bones and it's really physically demanding um and there's a lot of camaraderie camaraderie that comes out from that um like i know with, with what you're mentioning with the olympics with, it was uh, especially seen in the girls skateboarding and yeah, they're they're all yeah, friends yeah. right they're all just really good friends and it's amazing to see like and skateboarding for the men as well like someone drops in and kills a trick and just like does something no one else has seen everyone's grabbing their board and slamming it on the ground and like that's how they clap right they're just smashing their boards and you know like, even if it's your rival you're gonna like what with my friend ego when we were in spain uh, we were watching uh the practice and he was there watching other people practice and he's cheering everybody else on 
Like these are all people that are his rivals. And if they beat him, he could lose out on, you know, a lot of money, but it's like, we're all in this together, guys. Let's, let's go. And yeah, awesome trick. So seeing that it's just absolutely amazing. So it's like, uh, it makes me really want to do the same thing in photography and my friends in my circle. So, you know, always just try to cheer for your friends successes and not, you know, don't poo poo on there on, the, on them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jason, uh, when you were um, a little bit younger, maybe a lot younger, um, what, 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 what got you involved with photography? Uh, when did you become interested in it? And maybe when did you realize this is something you had skills doing? So when I was really little, like, you know, 10 or whatever, I remember uh, pulling out cardboard boxes of old photos that my parents had in their closet. I just remember this the other day, actually. And I used to love looking at the photos, just like this, this amazing technology that's taken a memory of a time long forgotten and put it on a piece of paper for everyone to see for all of eternity. I just thought that was absolutely amazing. Um, but I never really got into photography myself until high school, where I was lucky enough that the school too had a dark room. And one day, one of my artistically gifted friends was like, hey, you know, let's just take the photography class. It'll be an easy A. It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, so I took it. And it was uh, first year was just basics like, hey, if you change the shutter speed, this will happen. If you change the aperture, this will happen. So my my artistic friend didn't like it because he just wanted to be, you know, loofy, foofy, artistic. Uh, but I loved it because it was a good be- uh, base for it. Um, and I think really like in my second year of high school, uh, I was talking to my teacher and I was like, you know, I really kind of want to do photography. I was thinking about go to this photography in Victoria. He's like, no, 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 no. You don't need to go to photography school. You already know more than they'll teach you. You just got to get out and shoot. So I was like, oh, wow, that's a huge confidence booster. And so I it was always just doing it as a hobby. And then I got into Red Bull shooting and things like that. And then uh, what really cemented it for me was at a Red Bull event, uh, X-Fighters again in Osaka. I was really nervous and I uh, wasn't certain of what to do. And one of the people from Red Bull, my friend uh, Toru, he's like, uh, he noticed that I was, and another guy actually did the same thing. Uh, he noticed I was really nervous and I told him what's going on. He's like, Jay, just, just do what you always do. You got this. Like, no worries at all. So I relaxed and just shot my butt off. And at the end of the uh, the week, the other four guys that came from overseas, they were like, man, you killed it this week. Like, that's amazing. Like, you did so good. And so that was a huge confidence booster for me. And I was just like, okay, I got this. But saying that, like, man, as a photographer, every day you're going to shoot, you're like, oh, man, I suck. Like, this, like <laughs> why do I, why am I so terrible? I need to get better. And But uh, the great thing about photography is there is no, there's no finish line. There's nothing that's like, hey, you did this, so now you can never, you don't ever have to do it again, and you're, you'll never get any better. It's like, uh, there's always something more to learn. There's always a better photo you can take, um, and I love that about photography. Like I do martial arts as well, and you're, you're never, you're never the best you could be. There's always something more you can learn. Always something you can get better at. So uh, it's just this never-ending cycle of like, hey, I, I took a good shot today, but maybe not. So <laughs> who knows? That's that's a great uh, recap. Thank you yeah, so much. My pleasure. Just maybe a last question from sure. me um, sure. before we wrap up. Jason, I know, I've known you for I don't know, a yeah, long time. Yeah. It's one of the longest friends I've had in, in Japan, and it's it's kind of interesting we have a, a similar like history hmm. in Japan. Um, but back to just the X Games uh, with Athming in um, the first time happening in Japan. Um, it's one of the, one of your biggest um, professional mm. jobs that you've yeah. done. Um, so my question is: with all this pressure, what's what's your goal to kind of like how to control your nerves and stuff like that to perform? So um, 
one thing I often do at the beginning of these big events is I just go out onto the course and do a walk by myself with no camera or anything. And I'll just do a walk around the event. Um, it's early in the morning and look at angles and everything. But I just kind of like get that feeling for the vibe of the day and that. Um, and I find that kind of like relaxes me. Um, there was one thing that I've done a couple of times where I do an image of, I have my, my black belt on for my martial arts and I just tighten it. And it's a little bit of a, like, like yes. And I just, uh, just go. Um, and I think with action sports, the great thing is that once you start, once the event starts, you don't really have time to, to worry. You don't have time to, to get nervous. You just have to do it and move and shoot. Um, so I think it's like, that's a lot of things like, you know, it's, you just, once you just start moving and doing it, your brain just shuts off and then you go into auto mode, especially I've done it so many times. Um, the night before, yeah, I'm nervous, you know, look at old photos, look at stuff online, maybe some, try to find some angles. That'd be good. But once it gets going, it's, uh, I like to hope that you might just go into automatic mode. Um, you know, you know, grab a Red Bull, get excited, start hooting and hollering and just put a big smile on my face and just do whatever you can, you know? Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for the advice, just in case I ever have to choose. <laughs> yeah, man. No, but like, I think a lot of people have to do stuff that's hard and scary uh, and you get really nervous. But as that's the, that's the hardest part. As soon as you just take that first mm -hmm. step and start working on it, start trying it, all those nerves kind of go away. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're at the end, you're like, man, that was way more fun than it was that I thought it would be. Why did I worry about that so much? And it's, you know, it's, it goes for a lot of things in life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, well, um, if there's any any last questions, to, any last takers? <laughs> We're good. All right, We're good. Jason. Yeah. Thank, <laughs> thanks, thanks for your time in speaking with us. We're so grateful we can publish your content, images and videos. You bring so much energy to our website. Um, you know, one of my favorite things about your pieces is that we get to see these intimate um, photo shoots with a lot of the athletes you take. Uh, you have sessions with, um, and then a lot of them are top athletes in their sports, like break, break up break dancers. Um, I saw some of your videos earlier with, with um, the whack, whack, whackers oh, yeah, yeah. and uh, dancers. Um, it's just amazing to see them like <laughs> all up here on our website, but also because I know you, and it's, it's just it's it's good to see. Um, so much talent and energy in your, your content. Thank you. Um, yep. Before we wrap up, do you have any announcements yourself or anything you'd like to share to our listeners? Uh, um, well, I've, I've been uh, working hard on my YouTube at the beginning of the year. Got back into that, especially because the new camera has got me creatively going crazy. So we got to, you know, put that out there. Uh, otherwise, you know, follow me on Twitter. I'm trying to get a little bit more on there just for fun. Uh, it's an interesting space. And uh, yeah, let's just, you know, everybody put out good vibes in the world. Hopefully we can... Uh, you know, little small acts of kindness go a long way in the world these days. So, you know, everyone's got stuff going on. And if you can be take a minute to have some empathy and just, uh, you know, hope that everyone's trying to do their best. And I think uh, things can be very positive in the world we live in these days. So, yeah. <laughs> Good. All right. So, yes, please follow Jason on Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe to his youtube channel read his articles on japan ford a photo photographer's notes and definitely keep an eye out for his photos during the x games in april thank you for joining us today everyone follow us on twitter japan ford instagram and facebook we also have a youtube channel and our spaces will be distributed on spotify and apple music make sure you're subscribed to that as well we will do this again next week so keep an eye out on twitter for the announcement thank you everybody thank you 
Happy Friday. Thanks so much, Jason. My pleasure. Thank you, Jason. Lots more articles coming your way. Thank you for listening to the Real Issues, Real Voices, Real Japan podcast by Japan Forward. Visit our website for more information regarding our podcast and other news on Japan. Catch you next time.